Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Teas. And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal. And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it, basically just oversharing about it. (laughs) So we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS, and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it. Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast, Episode 6, Self-Care Practices for PCOS. I'm Bridget Warren, or PCOS to Wellness, and the creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Tea, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Melissa Christie, the founder of the PCOS Journal and PCOS Pathways. Welcome, Mel. How are you? Hey, Bridget. I'm pretty good, really. You're, you have had a massive couple of weeks and there's yeah. been a little delay in our recording because if anyone listened to our most recent the re- episode before this one, um, you'll actually hear us talking about Mal receiving a notification on her phone that there was a fire in the area and they should consider evacuating and it was sort of like a watch and alert sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. We got it while we were recording and... Yeah, we was, I was sort of like, no, we can keep recording. And I was very blasé about it. Uh, but mm, I did go on. Were. Yeah, but yeah. So, I, I mean, I went on to evacuate, although I took my time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, very slowly getting a few things together. I was quite frantic, actually, but it still took me ages. But it, it was very good that we evacuated because we did end up losing our home and also my parents' home as well. So we live on the same property as my parents in two different areas of the property and we lost both houses that night, but we almost lost my parents. They, yeah. Yeah, they decided to stay, although they they didn't intend to stay till the end. They kind of thought, oh, you know, when it gets serious, we'll kind of get mm. out of here. But um, there was just no time. Yeah. Yeah. They. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were surrounded by fire very, very quickly, like from it being sort of a kilometre away on another mountain to it being all around them and their house on fire wow. was 10 minutes. It was <gasps> just. It's insane, isn't yeah. it? It's insane. And I'm sure like. People who are listening overseas might not really understand. They might not like be around. Australia is very, we've got bushfires. We have, They happen quite a lot. But mm. this has been a really devastating year for bushfires in Australia. Yeah. And we were just talking about it before saying how I grew up on a property as well. And you've always grown up on a property. And, mm. you know, you hear you, bushfires are p- sort of part of it. And you all have these like plans and you like leave or will you stay and protect or what will you do with the animals? Like there's always these mm. thoughts that go through your hand. But it's very rare. I mean, I've we've always had them sort of come close, but never, ever have I met anyone that's actually actually lost their home from it mm. or um, really being devastated by it. And so when this happened to you, obviously, mm. it was, um, yeah, it just was so shocking to yes, me. Yes, it's and, a shock. It's a massive shock, I yep. just think, and I can't even imagine what it's like to be in your position and have to have mm. lost your family home and, mm. you know, they're obviously materialistic things and in the scheme of life not that important, but yep. they are. They're still important and I don't think anyone can really understand that until they're going through it themselves, like, 
what you are. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been, yeah, it's been really strange because my parents were there mm. and, you know, we really thought we were going to lose them. Like I had my, mm. I had like my goodbye phone oh my conversation God. with them. Like, just, yeah, I, I just really, really thought they were going to die. And so because they didn't die, we have just been riding the high of life yeah. sort of yeah. ever since until about the last few days. So it happened just over two weeks ago now. It's been the yeah. craziest two weeks. It's like just gone quickly, so, hasn't it? Yeah, really quick. It's been so busy, shockingly mm. busy <laughs> in the aftermath of it. But in the last few days I've sort of, yeah, started to feel a bit flat and I guess the reality of what we've lost kind of hitting home a bit and I can deal with most of it. Honestly, I can handle the loss of most of it. It's just a few key things where I'm like, oh, that really hurts. Like Mm. even like my parents' home, like we built that house. Like we didn't sort of pay builders to build it. I mean we did a little bit here and there but mostly my dad built that with me in the school holidays and my mom. So that's like... You know, it's kind of like imagine if you like built a table or something, like you would love that table even more than if you'd bought it kind of thing. And it's like that but a whole house. So that kind of hurts, especially for my dad. I feel for him so much for that and also for my son, like he's three and he's not even going to remember that and Mm. that really hurts because that would have been his one day. Like they were never going to sell it. I was never going to sell it. It was just that was kind of. Yeah, our thing. And so that that really hurts. And it was filled with all of our family photos. So there's now like no photos from my childhood. I mean, we will have other family members who probably have a few and that's really great. Like I didn't even think of that at first. And, yeah, and when I thought yeah. of that, I was so happy. But like no one's going to have a photo of my childhood dogs. You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't yeah, even have. Yeah, all those little things. Yes. And, and I'm an only child. So this is a really weird thought. But like one day it'll just be me mm-hmm. and like I now I won't even have like my things to reflect on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, I totally understand. Yeah. And it, it's like, okay, realistically how often do you look back at those things? Very little yeah. but those mm-hmm. times when you do want to look back on those things, they're incredibly, uh, you know, is what's bringing to mind is I recently went back down to Melbourne for my pa's mm-hmm. funeral and some of the photos that we found and went through when we were going through his albums mm-hmm. and things like that, like they're just incredible, like things that, you know, you and they really reminisce on things like mm-hmm. that and look at the end of the day they are photos but they are so much more than that like they yes. are those memories and you'll always have them in you but oh yeah. god I feel I just yeah I, <laughs> my heart breaks for you and everyone who's been affected and all the animals yeah. that have been wildlife that have been no. you know destroyed it's just been a full-on thing but you're safe on. yes and your family's safe yes and you're <laughs> renting a place for a little while yep we are we're townies yeah. now we're living in town <laughs> we're close to everything it's like in the big smoke light. yes <laughs> Still a small country town, but still. Know, so cute. Oh, you guys are doing so good and you've just handled the whole thing. I don't I there's no way I would have handled it as well as you've handled it. And obviously oh, I you might only see what's No, oh, I don't know. I think I think what you said though is so true. It's that whole um you thought you were gonna lose your parents. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe because you haven't, you just are seeing all you're being so grateful for them being alive. Yes. And, that's, exactly. Yeah, a really great way to look at it. But yeah, I, I'm tearing up just thinking about yeah. it. It really breaks my heart. But yeah, yeah, you've done an amazing job. And yeah, if there's anything we can all help with, just never, you know, reach out. We're always all, always you. here for you. Thank <laughs> you. The community has been amazing, like the local community, but 
also like the online PCOS community yeah. as well. Everyone's just been amazing and you've been so, so supportive good. and yeah, just filled with gratitude as well mm-hmm. this whole time. So yeah, it's Aww. been a weird one, a really weird one. <laughs> but what about weird. you? What's been going on oh with my you? Gosh. I, no, you, I happen relevant. to know something very exciting just happened in your world. Oh, what happened? I don't even. You don't even remember. Yeah, I do. I do. Oh my god, I got so got so caught up in your story. So I was just waiting, telling Mel, I'm like, oh, Flynn should be going down for a sleep soon, but he kind of had this little micro nap in the car, and we were trying to work out when we should do our, you know, record the podcast, and then he started crawling. (laughs) He literally just started crawling like out of nowhere, straight to the dog's water bowl. That was his uh, mission was to get into the water bowl. But oh my god, my heart is just like. Like it was the the cutest moment, and he looked up at me like, "Did you just see that? Like, oh. did you see me get from there to there?" It was oh, he pretty was special. Proud. Oh. He was so proud of himself. I'm like, I'm still like gushing over it. It literally happened what like 15 minutes ago. It was yep. super recent. So yeah, I'm feeling I'm pretty. My heart is very full at the moment. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so on that note, I think I'm not even going to bother going into my week because I feel like your week's just been so intense and really just warrants, I I guess, a little bit of time and thought and lots of Mm -hmm. positive vibes your way. So let's just sit on that for a little bit. And on that note as well, you know, today's episode is so perfect for Mm. what is going on in your life and everyone's life. But we really wanted to just go through some self-care practices that we do that have helped us immensely, and this is in managing, you know, just really being able to manage our PCOS, but on top of everything else that's going on, no matter what what is going on, and in this case, Mel, like you're under an incredibly stressful situation, and I know we've all been under stressful situations and they're just so different depending on where you are in your life or what's going on, but there's always these little things that you can do to sort of really help to reduce that stress and that cortisol. And as we know, it stresses such a big, big triggering factor for PCOS. It has been mm. for me anyway. And it's, yeah. well, it's for most women, I would say it is. So these are just some little things, whether you have PCOS or not, that can really help you and just sort of set you up for a great day and hopefully reduce a bit of the stress and keep those hormones balanced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have like I'm such a self-care lover, but in the last mm. two weeks I've done nothing. There's mm-hmm. just been no time. It's been crazy, no. but I'm just starting to settle in now. Like this morning I um made a pot of tea. I literally Yay. have not had a cup of tea for two weeks, <laughs> oh <my laughs> which gosh. I, I don't know about anyone else, but that's that's pretty wild for me. That's wild for me. <laughs> I can't even fathom the thought I know. <laughs> I made a massive pot. I'm just going to keep drinking it all day. Oh, good. Just sit on that tea. Just keep adding the hot water to it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You deserve that. So, yeah, I mean, and and that's what we're talking about, those little sort of simple things that you could do that are just like it sounds so like I know we sit here we go make a cup of tea but you're so right. Like depending on what's going on, like when Flynn was first born, Mm. I don't think I even like I think I had my water bottle and some muesli bars and that's what I ate for like a solid four weeks when he was born unless someone bought me some food and like shoved it down my throat because (laughs) it's just so circumstantial and what you're going Mm. through. Like there's no way I would have been getting up making myself delicious pots of tea but Mm. they are little things that you can do and even if you can like, you know, my husband's so great at um, Jesse, he goes and get every night and he makes me a cup of sisterhood or mamahood depending on what herbs I'm needing (laughs) and he knows that's his little little thing that he can do for me every night (laughs) which is really cute. 
cute. Yeah. So that is that would would you is that your one you want to start off with? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're the queen of tea. But absolutely mm. having a cup of tea is just there's so many healing teas for PCOS. So yeah, it's just so like a amazing self-care practice. Sisterhood tea mm. is like the pinnacle of it. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> very big part of my life um but yeah but I think you're so right on that like so there's the process of actually making the tea which is boiling the kettle putting some you know beautiful loose leaf tea in a pot or a tea bag whatever you've got handy and then actually you know waiting for it to boil and then simmer and and brew and you get the aromas like that's like all part of it it's like actually that psychological part of it and you've got the sight and the smell and all the senses are going but then you also have this opportunity to give your body and nourish your body with some really great herbs so whether they're detoxifying herbs or nourishing herbs or hormone balancing herbs like there's some really great opportunities in there so you kind of get this great therapeutic motion of making the tea but then also the therapeutic benefits of drinking the tea yeah And I'm just so going to plug Sisterhood Tea for you right now. Seriously, guys, like if you're listening to this and you are on the fence about Sisterhood Tea, go and read the reviews. Honestly, (laughs) like it's amazing. I've seen so many pregnancy reviews from off the back of using Sisterhood Tea. You must feel so amazing about it. It's just such a great tea for our community. And it's like Bridget Aww. says, like having a cup of tea can be a real opportunity for you to heal and sisterhood tea. I really, really believe in it. It's a really good and easy way of doing that. Aww, so check thanks, it out. Mel. That's so, I really appreciate that. I think, yeah, I, I really underestimated how powerful and how much impact it was going to have on people. So when those reviews started coming in, I cried. Like I was like, this is insane. Yeah, it was yes. pretty cool. But anyway, so that is a great one. We're both on yep. the tea wagon. I, I, and if you can, guys, and it's such a simple thing you can do that is, yeah, especially if you can get those more medicinal grade herbs as well, yep. you can have that real full effect of not just, you know, making the cup of tea and having a really relaxing cup of tea but you can start to do some serious really amazing things for your body and hormones and any detoxifying process that need to happen as well it's a really great opportunity so yes tea is a great one Mm -hmm. (laughs) what else do you should i do one yeah do one Okay, so I have one that I love doing it and I've loved it for so long. Jesse is still on the fence about it, but I feel like he's <laughs> just got used to it now. So I love to sleep with my blinds either open or open them as soon as I wake up. And it's a, a really amazing habit that I've got into now, but it just invigorates you to wake up to the sun and have that bit of sunlight first thing in the morning, even if yeah. it's just for two or three minutes whilst you're sitting there and you're just absorbing that morning sunlight. It's so invigorating and it not only helps to boost your vitamin D levels for the day. So it's a really great opportunity to get some vitamin D, but it also helps to balance your cortisol levels, which is our stress levels. So Mm -hmm. it's such a really, it's a really nice self-care practice that I love to do. And you know what we haven't been able to do since we had Flynn because Mm -hmm. he's been in our room. And so it wasn't until a few weeks ago when we moved him into his own bedroom, we were able to do it again. And I forgot for two weeks, I like literally forgot that uh, that's what I used to do when I was walking in and out of my bedroom because literally since we had him, we've had the blinds shut. Like it's like yeah. block out blinds, super dark in our bedroom. And we just got into this habit because he was eight months now of just 
walking into our dark room, never turning mm-hmm. a light on. Mm. And then I was like, babe, we can open the blinds yeah. now. <laughs> so the blinds <laughs> are up. A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So it's something if you can do it, it takes a little um, getting used to, but it's such a beautiful way to start your day. And honestly, I really, truly believe that it makes me wake up so much more vibrant and energized. Mm. Yeah, I do it too, but I've done it for so long now, I can't even remember not doing it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Do you know yeah, what? I've done it for so long it. too, but I, it wasn't until I stopped doing it that I really noticed what a difference it was waking, making yeah. to my overall life. And obviously right. I was sleep deprived as well because of Flynn. But, uh, yeah, now that we're doing it again, I'm like, woohoo, the day started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Well, speaking of starting the day, one of the ones that I was going to mention is when you get up in the morning, um, starting the day with a healthy elixir. So I've got all different ideas for what that can be, but rather than it being like you have to have this thing every morning, I think the the habit or the self-care practice for me is just that I do have something, some kind of healthy drink when I first wake up and I kind of change it up. I don't make it the same every day because I don't know, that's just what works for me. But some really sort of standout ones are like warm water with lemon juice in it. Yes. I mean, everyone's kind of heard of that, but it kind Mm -hmm. of deserves to be known because it really Mm -hmm. can be so amazing. It helps prepare your GI tract for digestion. It reduces bloating. It can allow for better absorption of nutrients. Yeah, Um, wow. Yeah, it can boost collagen production. It can reduce inflammation and it can cleanse the liver. So that's pretty powerful for just a simple little morning drink. (laughs) 100%. Um, And it just feels good when you get up in the morning and you just do that little something for yourself. Another really good one is apple cider vinegar, so some water with apple cider vinegar in it. It's been shown to, um, there's lots of claims about what apple cider vinegar can do, and I bet it can do lots of them, you know. It's been <laughs> one of those things that's been around forever. But it's in terms of worker. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of what's sort of been studied and shown to be true, for sure it's been shown to improve insulin sensitivity. And so that's just so important for us, given that 70% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance, like that just cannot hurt. And it's also been shown to improve your gut health, which is also really important for PCOS. But yeah, it could be a cup of tea in the morning, a cup of healing tea. Another thing that I do, I use like a um, magnesium powder and a zinc powder and I've got a liquid vitamin D. So a lot of mornings I'll make up a mix of those. I'll just put them all in together because the magnesium and the zinc actually need to look into what makes them so sweet. <laughs> Do you know the ones I'm talking oh, about? You can get those yeah, like yeah. mega magnesium powders. and I've got the magnesium powder and I yeah. actually can't drink it because it's too sweet for it's me. It's too I'm sweet, like, yes. It tastes it's like cordial. So inti- yeah, it does. <laughs> it's really intense. It's really intense. But, I mean, if you like sweet drinks, it's you can't complain about it if you like sweet drinks. So, totally. Um, yeah, you can throw magnesium in, zinc in, vitamin D, and it's just this like healthy boost to your morning. Mm. So I just That's think really doing cool. what, Do you just do it with water? Like you don't, yeah, I just do it with water. Yeah. 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 So you've obviously got the pre-flavoured magnesium, which is the one that tastes taste nice if you like the sweet things yeah so that's probably why you can drink it with just plain water but if, mm. if anyone out there has the like non-flavored one you'll probably be thinking that Mel's crazy right now because it doesn't <laughs> taste very good <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that you could get a non-flavored one I would get that one because I'm always like this thing's really sweet <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, there is definitely one. I can't remember the brand name of it, but there is one you can get. It's just a powder form, but it doesn't, it's it's totally fine, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't taste sweet like that. So it's not yeah. like a delicious drink, but yes, you still get the benefits. <laughs> and I am a huge fan of the ACV, the apple cider vinegar. I also have, well, haven't recently because dropped off the bandwagon a little bit, but I would normally have a glass of warm water with a two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar every morning with a mm-hmm. little bit of my dad's honey in it as well mm. because I love it I just I think it's so great and has so many benefits like you mentioned as well so yes love those do you do smoothies as well or do you, you just sort of I don't do, do the- smoothies because where I was living I was on solar power and we had a really small system so I didn't oh, I couldn't yes. run a blender I couldn't run a yep. juicer either so but yes they're two other really good options for a nice morning drink as well mm. are you a smoothie person you know what? I'm really not. Like I tried for so long to be a smoothie person because I was like, oh, I'll make smoothies every morning and that's a super healthy, easy breakfast for me. But I am one of those people that like to eat food. So yeah. smoothies to me is kind of like, oh, I've had my smoothie. Now what do I get to eat for breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like that was the beverage. Where's yeah, the food? <laughs> so I did it a lot when I was really in that sort of detoxification phase of when I was first diagnosed with PCOS and I mm-hmm. really was so strict on what I was eating. Mm-hmm. So smoothies was just such a great way to get so many nutrients in, in a really easy, easily absorbable, easy to digest manner. So that was yeah. when I sort of really jumped on the smoothie bandwagon. And mm-hmm. it was also summer, which I feel mm-hmm. like makes me more incentivized to have like a cold smoothie but yeah but yeah nowadays you know I might buy a smoothie but I, I certainly don't make them very regularly <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm the same and do you know like in Ayurveda and in Chinese medicine mm. for people with my type of body where you know I've got a bit of stagnation going on I'm a bit mm-hmm. heavy they don't really recommend smoothies at all they actually say it's not such a good thing and I kind of get it like I, I don't too. really like drinking smoothies because it kind of doesn't feel that healthy to me. I get that there's healthy things in there and I'll be getting some really good vitamins, but the thick, heavy, cold nature of it just kind of yeah. goes against everything, everything that I'm trying yeah. to do in terms of what I eat where I'm trying to eat more light and warm foods and, yeah, so I don't know. I'm The jury's out on smoothies for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that they can be fantastic and I think, guys, if you would need an easy meal option then, or, you know, like a, as a breakfast option, there's it's so great. But I'm the same as you, Mel. It doesn't resonate with me yeah. as much as it does for some people. I know some people are like huge smoothie advocates. But anyway, yep. we're getting sidetracked. That was Oh, my gosh, I know. And we have so many to get through. Before this we were like, okay, uh, we're going to be quick and punchy and we'll, we'll get through as many as we can. Oh, my God, we're so bad. <laughs> I know. This episode is brought to you by the PCOS Journal. The PCOS Journal is a health diary I've created for women with PCOS that is all about getting you informed so that you're better equipped to make decisions about your health. But this is not your normal blank diary. The PCOS Journal is filled with tons of easy-to-read info about PCOS, the triggers, and most importantly, the treatments. There are tips about specific supplements and detailed info about the different treatment pathways from Ayurveda to functional medicine to yoga. It's also filled with detailed charts for you to track everything, your cycle, your symptoms, your habits, meals, exercise, and so, so much more. It's all customizable and it's all specific to PCOS. You can get the journal from my website, pcospathways.com, or if you've got any questions, get in touch. 
Okay, so yoga and meditation for me. Again, I am so aware that not everyone has the luxury of going to like an hour or an hour and a half class of yoga every day or whatever it is. Um, I'm very much understanding of that, particularly at the moment now having a baby. um, And I'm lucky if I get to one class a week, but And even then it's a mums and bobs class. So trust me, it's not super relaxing. But I think what I've really learned is the value of even getting 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like if I can sort of do that for myself, I really, I still feel the benefits. And it's scientifically proven as well that, you know, 20 minutes of yoga is actually all you need to get to reap the benefits from it. So it's really good to know if you're at home and you just, you know, you know, you have 20 minutes that you can just put aside and and do some nice flowing poses or maybe do some stretches or whatever it is that's super going to be super beneficial for you and the other thing that I get within my yoga practice is the meditation and we Mm. all know that meditation is just it's just really blowing science's mind right now with how powerful (laughs) it actually is and again one of those things that I come in and out of all the time like I, I get become really committed to it and then life happens things happen you run out of time and it falls away but when I remember and I make a conscious effort to bring it back in I try to do you know even five minutes is like great like if I can get five minutes in and essentially it's research is now showing that it actually undoes the damaging effects of stress on ourselves so you can even if you've had the most stressful life or you've gone through an incredibly stressful circumstance like what you've just gone through Mel or Mm. a traumatic birth or your PCOS symptoms are really flaring up and you think oh my gosh I'm never going to be able to you know repair the damage it's done it's not true you actually can and meditation is one of the really powerful tools of helping you do that because it helps to calm the part of the brain that's responsible for those fight or flight responses that we know is really nowadays it's kind of has this detrimental effect because we're all living under these really low levels of stress whereas Mm. back in the day when we were very primal we would get chased by an animal and we would either run and out run it and survive or we would die and then we would just if we lived we would just go back to our daily life and there were there wasn't much more stress other than that we didn't have work stress or infertility wasn't really a thing um Mm. PCOS certainly wasn't a thing you know (laughs) we just ate what we could find so there's just things like that where we have so many more different stresses in our life so if you can set a timer for five minutes you know there's some great apps now as well I haven't really got into the apps but I some of my friends swear by them so Mm -hmm. maybe that could be a really good option for people as well maybe that's what I need to do to force Mm. myself to do it maybe I'll get a notification every day yeah (laughs) and there's just those apps are often just flooded with so many different types of meditations so you can find so many on there that are just five minutes or seven minutes so you can kind of find what suits your scenario at the time which is really great I think and with yoga guys like it's no joke like it's it's really helpful for PCOS they've done studies and it's powerful like it's not just some little side practice that might you know help a little bit it can really help your PCOS there was some studies done that showed when practiced regularly, this was over about a 12-week period from memory, it showed an ability to improve so many symptoms of PCOS. So it it reduced anxiety, it improved menstrual frequency, so it reduced the length of the cycle, it reduced testosterone levels, it improved the LH to FSH ratio, which is two hormones that are so important in ovulation. It improved metabolism, hirsutism, cholesterol levels and insulin resistance. So 
wow, like all from yoga. That's just massive. Yeah, it really is. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yoga for, mm. for PCOS, for fertility, for hormone balance. I just think there's so much to be said for it. And I've personally seen huge benefits. Like I, I know you, you're a huge yoga fan as well, but I think people think it's a bit hippy dippy. Yes. And if you've not done it, I could totally see why you would think that. Yeah. But when you actually start to understand it, it's the same as like why people do certain stretches and things like that because they it brings blood flow to different areas and it helps with healing and things like that. Mm. So you've got to look at it in that way. If you're not into the spiritual side of yoga, that's okay as well because mm. you can sort of take other aspects from it. And then I, I guarantee once you start to get into yoga, you want to know more and you want to understand the spiritual side of it as well, which is just as beneficial as the actual physical part of yoga but it can take a little while to get your head around it and it's the same with meditation oh my god Mm. I was so (laughs) not anti-meditation but I just didn't really get it I was like hmm I got things to do like sitting there for (laughs) 20 minutes doesn't really float my boat but when I started to start to do it and you know when I really got into it was when I was pregnant and I was going to these yoga classes and we're thinking I was going to do yoga and we would end up doing like 20 minutes of meditation and I mm. would sit there being like guys like let's do something you know and it took me about three three four goes before I actually was like all right I'm going to give into this I'm going to actually do it and I started to really feel the effects of meditation in my body my central nervous system just really calming down um mm, wow. and then yeah it was really powerful for me and then I, I was you know even able to use those techniques during labor as well so Mm. once you kind of learn them you can't unlearn them they're always there it's just whether you choose to pull them out and use them yeah and they can sort of help all different aspects of your life yeah Mm. yeah for sure and there's also guided meditations as well if you're new to Mm. meditating which is how I started which is they sort of guide you through the meditation which I had was like an app but it was actually for my calm birthing and yeah they sort of like you picture different things and then you get good at it and you can do it on your own but anyway so that's mine you're next a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um okay I'm gonna talk about sleep because it's just so so integral yes <laughs> so sleep <laughs> is one of the four pillars of health as food body movement sleep and purpose as well. So these things are all so important to us for having a happy, healthy life. And sleep is, some people argue that sleep is at the very top of that list. So everybody in the world requires seven to nine hours of sleep a night, except for about 0.05%, I think, of people who can live off about five and a half hours. But unless you're in that tiny, tiny fraction of the population, studies have shown you absolutely need seven to nine hours. So, so many of us will have busy jobs and like how many times do you hear someone say, oh, I only need six hours? Like, it's, mm. And it's almost like a badge of honour. It's like a bragging little, thing. Yes, yes. But apparently, no, not the case. We need seven to nine hours. Getting less sleep than, and oh, sorry, and also going to sleep by sort of 10 p.m., 11 p.m. latest is really, really important. And I know it's not possible for shift workers. And, you know, that's something that needs to be considered. But if you're not doing shift work, going to bed by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's really important. Not doing this can increase your cortisol levels, which are those stress levels that Bridget was just talking about. So cortisol is a hormone and 
it's getting released much too often in our still lives and it's doing so many things to our bodies. In fact, if you look at the list of symptoms for high levels of cortisol, they pretty much are a list of PCOS symptoms. Like mm. any PCOS mm-hmm. symptom is on the same list as a cortisol symptom list. But one of the things it also does is it actually draws from your progesterone levels to be created. So by increasing those cortisol levels, you're reducing your progesterone levels and progesterone is so important for our cycle. So if you aren't getting adequate sleep, so you're going to bed late, you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to actually increase your levels of cortisol. And the way it works is it increases your levels of cortisol the following night. It's really weird. Mm. But having high levels of cortisol at that time of night actually makes it hard to sleep. (laughs) So you get in this really gross cycle where Mm. you can't fall asleep and you're trying to fall asleep and it's just kind of vicious. So it's really important to to try and break that spiral because not getting enough sleep, it also it exacerbates insulin resistance, it raises your levels of testosterone, and it causes you to crave sugary foods. So all these things we're really fighting against with PCOS, it's just one of those things where you think, okay, my nutrition's really good, you know, I'm exercising regularly, I'm taking the right herbs, why isn't my PCOS improving? But maybe you haven't looked at your sleep and it really is seriously important. Another thing is that between about the hours of 10 p.m. till 2 a.m., that's when your body and your liver is doing a lot of its Mm. detoxifying work. So if you're still awake and your body's having to give energy to you being awake and living, then it's, it's drawing energy away from your body being able to detoxify. So Yeah, it's just another reason to try and get to bed by sort of 10, 11 o'clock at night. And this is something I have struggled with so much in my life. I am a natural night owl. I just, I don't know, I I get a lot done at night. I've always been someone who sleeps in, but that has changed a lot, obviously, since becoming a mum. And now I naturally wake up early, but I'm still tempted to stay up at night, but it's because I work, you know, like I've got PCOS pathways in the journal and I've got a three-year-old. And so I really only get to work at night and it's, um, yeah, it takes a lot of discipline for me to go, no, like it's really important that I prioritize my health. Like when I actually created the first journal, which is a health diary, like it's for helping women to improve their health. But when I was creating it, the first one, I was so busy and so stressed to make it happen and make it happen on time and get all across the world and all the little things that go with creating a product and selling it worldwide that I was staying up to like one o'clock in the morning, night after night and waking up in the morning to a baby. And it was so bad for my health. Like, honestly, I put on weight, my cycle got long. Like it was really, it was so bad. It was just ironic that I was creating this health diary, but my own health suffered because of it. So when I've created this edition, I was like, I'm not doing that again. And I've really been prioritizing my health and yeah, trying to go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night, every night. For sure. It's been, it's made a world of difference. Honestly, I just, what I've noticed is on the days now where I don't do that, like if I stay up till midnight, which is a rare occurrence now, but if I do it, oh my gosh, I feel awful the next day. I can't exercise as well. I can't function as well. I'm moody. Whereas that was just how I was living my life before and I didn't even notice. So yeah, crazy. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I think every mother ever, any mm. new mum, 
can relate to. Yeah. Not I just you and I think this is the difference is that I've always been an early bird. I love going to sleep early and I love rising early. It's how I was brought up. I just thrive off waking up early. But I yeah. you know, I would happily go to bed at nine o'clock, no qualms, <laughs> send me to bed and I fall asleep. Like I've never had issues sleeping. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, when I you know, came off the pill and didn't know I had PCOS at the time, but mm-hmm. was like, why can't I sleep it like anymore? Like mm. what was going on? Um, and I so struggled to sleep at night. I don't know what happened. I think it was my body just going into overdrive, trying to yep. detox all of those synthetic hormones out of my system mm. and try to rebalance. But I just st- struggled to sleep so badly. And it was like this vicious cycle. Like you just said, it was like you go to bed and then you think about trying to sleep and then you can't sleep. And then you go to bed the next night and the same thing happens and you wake up so exhausted. I remember waking up feeling like I'd been hit by a bus and from someone who used to wake up at 6am and just spring out of bed. Like Mm. my husband's always said I was so annoying in the morning because I'm just like (laughs) way too lively. And then to have that happen, that's when I really knew something was wrong. Like that's when I really, really understood something was going on in my body that I didn't know what it was. And it was just because I felt exhausted constantly and I couldn't sleep properly. So, yeah, I think sleep is just so underrated and for every condition in the world, not yes. even if you have a condition, just for your general well-being, yes. you need to have a good sleep routine. And I also was listening to a Chinese medicine doctor last week and he was saying that, and I don't know if this is scientifically proven or if it's just sort of a theory, but the sleep you get before 12 o'clock at night mm-hmm any hours of that is equivalent to sort of double the amount of time. So one, so just say you sleep from 10 o'clock, that 10 to 12, those two hours are really equivalent to four hours as opposed to the time after 12 o'clock. So if you can Mm. get to bed earlier, even Mm. if you rise earlier, you'll still feel like you've had that really good amount of chunk of sleep. So, and, you know, I, when he said that I really resonated with that because Mm -hmm. I know that I can go, even if I go to bed, you know, if I went out partying when I was younger or whatever and would get into bed at one, even Mm -hmm. if I slept through till nine o'clock, I still felt really tired. But if I went to bed at 10 and woke up at six, I felt so fine. Like that was great. That's a great amount of sleep for me. So yeah. It's crazy. Sleep is amazing Mm. if you don't have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And it's all out the window and you've got to go with the flow. (laughs) Yeah, just go with it. But it must be built into us to just handle that because it's so natural. you just live, don't you? It's so crazy. (laughs) You just survive. And then I think it must eventually hit us at some point down the track. Yeah. That's when we age five to ten years in a year. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So true. We're just running on adrenaline right now. But, yeah, Yeah. I think that's a great one. And on that, I'll just uh, slip in a little one that I think is super beneficial and something Mm -hmm. that's also really helped me is unplugging at night. I was a serial, like, go to bed, check my phone, like, okay, so I'm getting ready for bed, I'm checking my phone, I'm getting into bed, I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we turn the lights off, I check my phone just before we go to bed mm-hmm. and then I'd leave my phone on at night. Not that I was checking it at night or whatever, but mm-hmm. it was always on so yeah. those notifications, even though I was asleep, I was still mm-hmm. like unconsciously receiving them. And then first thing what I would do, roll over and I would check my phone. So I've had to really, and it was so hard, but as soon as I did it for like three days, I Mm. I kind of just became part of my new routine, but um, Mm. those first sort of three days to a week was really tricky, particularly when you run your own business and you want to check 
everything. And because I've got yeah. an international business as well, like things are happening around the clock. But yeah, so I basically just now when I go to bed, I have my phone. It's still in my bedroom, but that's, yeah, that's just because that's where we we have like a charging area, which is mm-hmm. so bad. And I don't recommend this. And mm-hmm. you just definitely shouldn't do this if you can avoid it. But charge your phone outside of the room, charge your computer. But anyway, we've got like a walk-in closet. That's where we have our charges. And mm-hmm. we I just plug it in there so it's not in my kind of hand hand area so remove it from where you can sort of pick it up and then it goes on to night night mode as well so automatically when it hits eight o'clock my phone goes on to night mode which means the brightness and everything lowers and it goes to that I think it's like an orange screen yeah so blue screen um, as opposed to the the normal colored screen so it just automatically does that and then at night it goes into like the night mode where you actually can't receive like you can receive notifications but it doesn't make a noise Mm -hmm. or anything like that or it vibrates or anything so that's what I do I think it's super super beneficial if you can do it I I know it freaks some people out but even if you do it in increments and you do it like a a little bit slower or you you say yourself all right I'm gonna check it half an hour before bed and and then Mm. that's it that's my last time to to switch off but I I really think it's helped my anxiety a lot and Mm. you just stop scrolling aimlessly scrolling like how long do you sit there and aimlessly scroll for like it's so dumb you get into Facebook and then you're like oh why did I go on my phone you can't even remember because you just got there was no reason as well you probably just did it because it was in front of you like you know what I mean there's literally no reason but yeah so that's that's a big one that I've done and it's a really good one I um I need to, I'm bad for like being on my phone right up until I get into bed, but mm. I, I put my phone on flight mode all night mm. now. I've done That's that great. for probably two years and yeah. I'm, there's no looking back. But, yeah, I'm still sort of checking it right up till I go to bed, which I really shouldn't. And and that blue screen, that's probably one of the biggest tips in there is if you've all new phones should have this it's yeah. like a it's in your I don't settings. know on my phone it's called a blue screen but it's actually cutting the blue off your screen yeah yeah that's really important because it messes with your production of melatonin at night in fact i think they recommend that for an hour that you should stop looking at your screen or any screens with blue light in them um that's what it's called blue light not blue screen mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, blue light filter, that's what it's called. They say, yeah, an hour before you go to sleep you should stop looking, but I have not committed to that. My husband's really good for it. He he doesn't look at any screens from an hour before bed, but not me. <laughs> too addictive, too addictive. I know. It's hard, it's hard, but, like, at least you, if you consciously think about it, it makes you – I think even just more aware of it and then you know, hopefully you just slowly start to do more and more or, sorry, less and less really is what we're aiming for, <laughs> yeah. less and less. Yeah, so that's, I mean, Flynn is waking up. So did you have one more thing that you wanted to say? Yes, I have so many. Um, I know, so but, no. okay, we could um, do a part two. Maybe we should. <laughs> All right, I'll just quickly throw in to not eat after dinner. Mm. or sort of 8 p.m. That's mm-hmm. a that's a habit I formed almost two years ago. I don't know why, but I've easily been able to stick to it. I haven't looked back. It's actually so good for you. So it helps you to spend your body to spend more energy repairing and rejuvenating your body while you sleep instead of digesting the food that you've just been eating all the way up to when you fell asleep. Also, eating after 8 p.m. has been found to increase your insulin and your blood sugar levels. So we don't want to do that. And it also, food eaten after 8 p.m. is um, more likely to be stored as fat than burned as energy. So, yeah, in terms of PCOS, it's like ticking a lot of boxes that we don't want to tick when we eat after 8 p.m. 
Yeah, totally. Yes, I'll leave it there. Well, my mum, <laughs> my mum's a nutritionist, and we were oh, always brought up. We were you. not allowed to. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but <laughs> we even before she became a nutritionist, we were always because like we were never allowed to eat past seven thirty. It was like eat your dinner and then you have dessert and then that's it. No more eating yeah. for the night. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. I've just sort of followed that on in my life, and I think yeah. like I never. I always knew it was f- good for a reason, but it wasn't until you know the last couple of years where I've really understood why that is so important. Yeah, good mum move to your mum. <laughs> mm, I love it. Well, I think these have all been really great. I know we could just keep yeah. talking for hours. I've still got a list of like ten here, so maybe we will do a part two. But yeah, um, maybe we should. <laughs> but yeah, this has been super great, and I, I'm definitely going to take some of yours, Mel, and input bring them into my life as well, implement yeah, them into my, my daily life. Yeah. <laughs> You're inspiring me to stop looking at my phone for a good <laughs> half an hour before, honestly. Oh, I need to inspire myself. I, I, it's, I try to do it as much as possible, but sometimes you just can't, can you? Yeah. Life, hey, good mm-hmm. old life. Anyway, I think they're all super valid and do as many as you can or as many as you want to do because they're all going to help in some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, wherever you're listening, it would be so great. We would be so grateful if you could leave us a review. It really Please. helps us. So yes. <laughs> It does. It really helps because basically what it does is it pushes our podcast up in terms of the ranks and that just means more women who might really benefit from hearing it get to see it and get to know about it. So it's, it's something really small and hopefully doesn't take it to, you know, takes a couple of seconds out of your day, but it means the world to us. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys, till next time. Bye. Bye.